You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast, brought to you by BringingDownTheBand.com. No bad ideas and Coleman Dental. I am Major 7th. I make beats. I have the t-shirts to prove it, and I have one on today. And to my left, I have, as always, the one and only Longevity. Hello. To my immediate left, as always, my homie, my man, DJ J. Diff. Salutations. And as always on the right, he's about 95, 94% today. I'd say about that. And he is still uncomparable. Thanks, man. DJ Spools. Hello. And we are the new Old Heads episode numero six. Six. Numero six. Six. Yeah, you know, I'm. Spanglish. It's for everybody. Thank you. Numero six. Yeah, it's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Miss McClish would not be happy. She wouldn't. I was a B <laughs> student in Spanish. B minus. I sat behind this clown, and he used to make me laugh. Shout out to Sean Tolliver. Yep, he was in between us. Yeah, they used to make me laugh in Spanish and get in trouble, but, you know, we'll walk down that road when it's time. I can dig it. How do you laugh in Spanish? Is there a different dialect when you laugh in Spanish? Ja, ja, ja. See, you didn't expect that. He got you there. That's what I was going to say. But I was asking you. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. That, that's just what it is in text. I, I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. I see where you were going, though. Trying to stun on me early. Nah, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, as always, you know, I'll pop it off with asking, what's new? I took some notes down. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, we, we got nice. a few notes now. We're going to go note, notes. He's note on his wise. game tonight. Yeah, I'm on it. Gentlemen. I'm on it. I'm on it. Tommy Lauren, <laughs> Trevor Noah. I saw this Ugh. almost in its entirety. I saw enough to see that she got bodied. Um, did you guys see it? She got bodied. Yeah. She really got bodied. Did you guys see it? I thought it was mm-hmm. quite entertaining. I thought it was good to see her get bodied. And dude is very sharp. He's a lot more. He's actually sharper than I thought. And I thought he was a very sharp guy. But he had an answer and a rebuttal for everything. Uh, did you see it long? What'd you think? Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, I feel like he did a good job. I had a conversation with Jazz about this. Um, Stop the jazz. And it was, it wasn't that like he like obliterated, you know, like obliterated her or anything. Right. It was just like he, he kept it civil. He did. So he like kind of destroyed her politely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's important sometimes, you know, like it, he didn't like ridiculously go out and attack her character necessarily. I mean, like directly. He wasn't right. like, wow, you're really dumb. It was right. just, it was more like, well, how? And you know, and she still didn't answer any questions. But yeah, I mean, it's Trevor did his <laughs> yeah some of those questions that he was just like so uh, <laughs> yeah. house yeah. houseway. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> I, he was. I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, yeah. Diff, did you get a chance to see it as well? I did, and like even before this happened, like I absolutely cannot stand. Not nah, me either. Tommy Lauren. Right. Like, right. I hate. I don't hate people. In general, but there's like four people in my yeah, life. I, I really hate everything about this woman. But okay. this that showing um, for Noah, yep, was a uh, it was kind of like him actually taking the ranks from John Stewart to me because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, John Stewart was on there for a long time, and people were used to his banter back and forth, right? And I think this really showed that that Trevor. This is the reason why he got the job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, like you said, he didn't, like, go in and just kill her. 
he killed her with kindness and facts. Right. Yeah. Like he was just giving her a chance to back up what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't even do that. And then she, once she started feeling like she was getting pinned in the corner, she goes, well, I can't say that because I'm white. Yeah. And he goes, we never once had that discussion. At all. You know what I'm saying? So that was just her little security blanket. She thought that she was getting picked on because she was white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I thought that, that was pretty funny. I agree. I agree. Uh, Spools, did you get a chance to see it as well? I did. Um, I thought the the best part was... Because we had talked about protesting a few episodes ago, right? Right. Uh-huh. And I thought the best part to me was when he he asked her, because she's got a huge problem with Colin Kaepernick, right? And he asked her, so that's fine. Like, so what's the right way? Right. And she couldn't answer that question. Yeah. She really couldn't answer anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. But that, to me, was the one that stuck out for some reason the most. Like, so he can't, you know, if somebody does this, they're wrong. If somebody does this, they're wrong. So what's the right way? And that's that. She was like, "Well, you know, the flag and yeah, the troops." And he was like, "Okay, yeah, but what's the right way? Yeah, like, what should he? What's have just done? that's just disrespectful. Well, what, right. what's the right way? I mean, there's, right? Can I ask some or interject? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, the flag. Like, how do y'all feel about the flag? In terms of what it's like, just in or? general. Like, how powerful do you deem the flag? And this might ruffle a few people's feathers. I'm sure it will because, like. My whole life, I've never pledged allegiance to the flag, like ever. Yep. Like I've stood up and just out of respect of everybody else. Yep. I've never put my hand over my heart. I've never pledged allegiance to the flag. And I just want to understand um, where is all this power that we're given a piece of cloth coming from? Mm. Uh, nas- it, I think it's nationalism. Yeah, I agree. I with think that. it's it's a strong sense of nationalism um, and. You know, I have a family that grandparent, my grandfather was was in World War Two. Mm-hmm. My great great grandfather was in World War One. Both wow. of my dads were in the Navy. Um, you know, I understand. I guess I get it. I, I get where that symbolism and what it represents means to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I I pretty much you know at the end of the day I, I made a comment once I said it a few, actually it was a few episodes ago I was having a conversation with somebody and I listed all these things and at the end I said something to the lines of you know it's just a flag and right. people's lives are more important than a flag you know it, it, talking about Kaepernick mm-hmm. you know like right. what he's standing for is more important than the f- the flag itself or the national anthem itself like what he's standing for like right. So, I lost track of what I was saying, I guess, a little bit. But at the end of the day, I understand where they're coming from. I don't agree with it Mm -hmm. at all. Um, Because at the end of the day, the flag and the national anthem stand for something. And that's very true. But it stands for all Americans. And if one of those Americans feels that the country isn't doing them Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's within their amendment powers to protest that mm-hmm. peacefully and to speak out on that. Why are you mad at them? Why aren't you mad at the reasons why? The establishment. Right. Well, yeah. But why aren't you mad at why people are protesting instead of or why people are 
don't care about a flag mm-hmm. or whatever. You I know, like I would echo, I would echo what you. I think said. it's a little different what you're saying, but I, I would echo, I would echo what you said because um, I think Kaepernick, in terms of how he went about everything, you know, ruffle feathers. I think he did it for that reason. That was his whole point: is to bring awareness or to bring another set, a, group, a set of eyes or a group of eyes to what he really wanted to talk about. So I get that he's within his rights to do that. We're taught as kids as we grow up, national anthem, the flag, what it stands for. These are history courses, and this is how we come up, and we just all come up mentally. We're taught to embrace that, right? So that's what we get as as kids. Mm-hmm. But as you get older and you mature and you become an adult, your perception of America changes. Because you realize that the things they taught you in history is not necessarily what history actually was. Talk yes. that talk, right. Long, I, Talk that talk. Even with the nas- national anthem itself, I mean, it was, everybody knows this, like the verse that is omitted yes. is talking about pretty much fighting the slaves and, and uh, the Englishmen, mm-hmm. yes. right? Right. It, so it's not, when that piece was written, it was not written with us in mind. Right. Us meaning black people. Right. Or anybody else that came over to this country. Right. We were not included in that. So why are we supposed to feel so uplifted by singing the national anthem? Let, let's kick it to Spools. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to jump in yet. Spools, oh, what yeah. do you think about that as well? I know I I pretty much I agree with what Lone is saying for the most part. I don't. I've also have a lot of family that was in um, the military um, mm-hmm. and in wars. So. um. I I look at it and I I guess I don't I don't know I guess I don't always 100% feel proud to be an American man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever have actually since I was old enough to really understand what's kind of going on and what's gone on, you mm-hmm. know. That's deep. So I don't dislike the flag, but you're not going to see me wearing an American flag t-shirt or like <laughs> putting I just don't I'm, I, don't, I just don't <laughs> I Shout out to Spools with the American flag fitted. Yeah. He got the suit though for, <laughs> yeah. for, for the Fourth of July. I do July. the full like with the socks, the full joint. With the, I, we you see know, you. with the breakaways and and, and I wonder sometimes, you know, like why exactly our generation is like that as opposed to previous generations. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if it's because technology is more readily available and we're more aware of what our country does. I think as that's opposed. a part of it. A large you know, part. Maybe nationalism is just kind of maybe as much as like. It seems like it's not. Maybe it has worn away just a bit. Plus, there hasn't been anything like. So World War Two was like, and I also want to throw in like I love living in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I have been sure, to one sure. other country only, mm-hmm. and um, it was Mexico, and I've enjoyed myself there. And um, but Did you drink the water? No, sir. okay. Come on now. And uh, I, uh, but I love, I love living in the United States. I love being an American. But maybe to me, like. Like kind of like what you were saying, Lone. Like to me, it's beautiful to be an American because he can do that if he has like, if he's very passionate about something and that's what he wants and he, that's what he believes. And I understand that he did say before this is not in any disrespect towards the troops or anyone who's you know fought right, for the country. Right. And that hasn't early. seemed to matter. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said that from the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't matter early. that he's even that troops that like got behind him on that. Like I, I totally feel what you're doing. Yeah, I just and I agree. Like I think. I wish more people realized, like stopped and thought why he was doing it as opposed to getting offended. I do get that people are really into America, man. Right. 
um, right. especially people I know who have who have fought. Like, I get it. I mean, to as much as I can without having ever fought myself, I I can get it. Mm-hmm. Pe- yeah, yep. people have died. Like a lot of people. I mean, people I've known. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Have have passed away. You know what I'm saying? As a result of that. So I can. Res- I have a deep respect for that. For sure. Definitely. But when you look back, I guess just to kind of sum it up, when when I, I've tried really hard to get a very truthful idea of what's really gone on in this country to make it what it is today. Not everything, just everything they tell you in school. Exactly. And when I was younger in college, it was more like I learned all this like negative, like a lot of negative shit when I was younger. And it really jaded me for a while. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been more of like an uplifting, like, man, there's a lot of good still. You know what I'm saying? In this right. country. Mm-hmm. A lot of, real, a tons of good people, you know, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? But I don't know, dude. Um, I just, yeah, I have a hard time, like in seeking the truth, I have a hard time feeling really great about being an American all the time. I'm, I'm personally, it, you know, I'm, I'm personally not really past and present. And that's, that goes for all of it. You know, I, I'm not really big into the whole nationalism thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and it's the same thing you said. Like I, I, America is. When I always see the argument, well, other countries, yeah, and it's just like, okay, we're talking about different things now, right? That's um, like a very that's to me a knee jerk defensive kind of reaction yeah. um, to mention other companies. Again, other I go, countries. I come back to the fact that we have that we're supposed to have this freedom to be able. I mean, like, point being, as opposed to just talking shit about the United States and not having anything positive to say or wanting to, you know, make an improvement, like. Nowadays, for me, it's more like, yeah, man, these things are fucked up. And I think it's important we understand why so we can be better. Mm-hmm. Right, America right. can be better, if, I, in my opinion, if we really try to understand some of these things, like why Colin Kaepernick is taking a knee. Right. right. As opposed to getting defensive about it, you know, America and the flag and all that. It's like, man, it's just, I get what the flag represents, but it's it's just right now, it's it's... It's a it's it's fine. I mean, like at the end, it's like a it's not a bad way to protest. I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it again to to echo again what Terry said. Like America was not necessarily built with certain people in mind. Exactly. So so when you understand that history and you accept that history, how can you be upset? Right. How how See, can you be a decent person and be upset? The key is acceptance, right? Like that's the key. Like you you to me hit the nail on the head. It's like, you have to accept that knowing that the foundation was built on X, Y, Z come to grips with it and accept it. And then you formulate your opinion based it's, off. The you know more you mean? do, the more, the more you do, at least I found is the more you do find yourself being very frustrated with yeah. when you think about the country sometimes. Exactly. Very, very disappointed, saddened. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. to me, I, I, like, I try you have to keep to my opinion though that balance man like mm-hmm. because at the end of the day we all really do have the option to go live somewhere else if we truly want to Facts. you know but I don't I do want to make this place better man I just don't know if the type of better that I think or others like me think sometimes when I really like I just don't know if it's going to be how long it's going to take to get there I guess you know right well, sp- well speaking of uh using the word better um our president-elect loves to say, make America better. <laughs> yeah, make America great again. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, in his mind, he thinks make America better. But, yeah. you know, I, did you get one of them hats or no? Yeah, I got one. It, it's from China, though. Oh, were made it, in? Made it in? was made in China. Okay. Well, yeah, I really don't have one of them damn hats. 
to Fuck each them hats. to each his own, brother. It's, Straight up, it's, it's probably good because <laughs> if you have one of those hats, and let's say you would burn it in two years, mm. you might go to jail. Talk might. that talk. Talk that talk. Just but might. The reason I brought the what's a little fas- fascism <laughs> with your coffee, you know, some totalitarianism. You know, the reason I brought the uh, president elect up is there's a carrier deal. Uh, I read a little bit about it. You guys were talking about it before we went on the air. And there's a release that talked about, I guess it's somewhat popular. Uh, it says voters surveyed overwhelmingly view Trump's negotiations with Carrier, which resulted in about a hundred, oh, I'm sorry, 1,000 manufacturing jobs at the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning company remaining in Indiana rather than moving to Mexico as an appropriate use of presidential prerogative. <laughs> and a majority of voters say, the carrier deal gives them a more favorable view of Trump uh, through his overall favorability ratings were virtually unchanged from mid November. Now I know mm-hmm. there are tax, if I'm not mistaken, there are tax implications with this loans been crunching numbers. I saw him on Facebook and his eyes got big. It's like the incredible Hulk mm-hmm. when we were out here talking about it. So talk that talk long. Cause I know you've done, you've crunched the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm doing the math correctly. I mean, so essentially, just quickly, I don't want to go too deep into it, but mm-hmm. there 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 are a few inconsistencies in in supporters of Trump and this deal and Obama and previous deals that are exactly the same or very very similar. Okay, um, which speaks on a whole another level of things that we just won't get into, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, apparently it's a $7 million tax break over 10 years that Carrier uh, is receiving um, from Indiana taxpayers. Uh, so I did a quick mathematical thing. Uh, you take seven years or $7 million, 10 years, mm-hmm. 262 work days in a year. You divide all that stuff up. It's like $3,800 and change. Wow. So that's per day. In tax breaks. So you break that down. That's if, if you got a, an employee working to say 25 bucks an hour, which may be high. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's seven to 10 employees that that pays for. You know, so that's the math. So seven to 10, seven to 10 employees salaries for 10 years are paid with that tax break. So in retrospect, it's kind of low. Right. If you think about it, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of pennies in a sense. And that's not really necessarily what bothers me. What bothers me is 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 the inconsistencies in the people that support this deal as opposed that were extremely up in arms when Obama saved GM right. and banks. Right. Now, granted, me personally, not to get too into politics, but I didn't. Li- I don't like any of the deals. Right. Okay. But it's interesting the people now that are trying to back and support Trump for this decision and and are for favorable of him, and I think it speaks to higher things. Not necessarily relating to this deal, but that's just me. Speaks know. to the obvious. It does. Obvious to some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> I don't have much to say. I, I was at home for lunch and saw <laughs> like um CN like on CNN they were here and all that and they were interviewing <laughs> a guy and I don't know. Like it saved jobs. I did save six hundred you know six hundred jobs, I think, total. I don't know, man. Very I guess famous. it hasn't taken, I'll say this, I guess it hasn't taken long for Donald Trump to become a true politician at this point, huh? Mm. It's it's another version of crony capitalism, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. So, 
Yeah, he's he's uh I think they say well, per the article that I'm reading here, uh very favorable in terms of the reactions thus far. Now, we all know stuff changes and it's a publicity stuff. Yeah, though. like it could mm-hmm. be it, we don't we don't know what the motives are, right? Like it could be some anything, but um bless for Thank it you. to for him to be that favorable, you know, out the gate. We'll we'll see, right? I mean, it affects us. We're in Indiana, so yeah. you know, I guess only time will tell how that truly affects. I mean, things. it's like we never got rid of Pence, though. Mm. Talk that talk. Pretty much. Eventually, <laughs> like once once his term actually sets in, mm-hmm. like we have Pence on a much larger platform now yep. than just locally. Yeah. And we didn't want him here in the first place. Yeah. So now he gets to uh, influence Everything. the puppet master, yep. Trump, to kind of, you know, make his things go his way. His right hand man, though, like his, <laughs> it's like his guy. Right. You know what I'm saying like his liaison. He's the guy behind the guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the guy saying, "Hey, can you handle this?" Man, <laughs> shouts to Skits, man. I know he's got to work in that administration right now. Yeah, in shout out to the homie. Yeah, shout to Skits, man. I know he was talking about it on his Keep birthday. Keep your head up, sir. Last Saturday. Yeah. Shout, yeah. To Skits. shout out to Skits. Yeah. Belated, happy belated birthday to the homie as well. Big Skits. Uh, but uh, also something that came across, actually long put me on to, is the injustice uh, boycott movement. And I did. I read about that in terms of the movements. There's phases. Like right. There's a New York, if I'm not mistaken, a New York, San Francisco movement. There's a corporation movement where there's a boycott movement that's going to span a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the corporations are the ones where there's a big impact because money makes the world go round. You know what I'm saying? So if you go towards those places or the corporations, they will fill it eventually. But I think it takes so many people like the Killer Mike movement when he uh, he had the guys go uh, he had the uh, in the Atlanta community when the people went out and signed up for the Black Owned Bank I cannot remember the main, the name of the bank I think it's Citizen no I don't want to say the wrong name but yeah I know what you're talking you about you know what I'm Citizen talking about Trust. was it Citizen Trust because so. Killer Mike I think it was Killer Mike and uh, like two other artists came out and had people start to sign up for second accounts and it was so dope the first couple of days but I've worked in finance for so long I know that the key is retention. Right. So mm-hmm. the re- the thing is, it's not about opening the DDAs or the checking accounts. It's about retaining them, right. getting direct deposit to come in, things of that nature. So I say that to say whatever this boycott movement is, the initial movement is dope. Right. But it's about continuing right. for right. it to continue to and a- I, be effective. I agree with that. You know what I mean? And I think I think the way that this is going to impact um, is through money and through pockets. That's right. the only way that this is really going to, to work. Yep. Right. Uh, and so shouts to Sean King. He, he's the one that's heading all this stuff up. Um, they, so like you said, they start the first, the first, uh, first phase that he just announced is New York, San Francisco and (coughs) Standing Rock. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, he targeted San Francisco and, and New York because they are generally progressive, and he wants to target the progressives to to basically make them stand up for being progressive in general yeah. and say, hold, you know, be accountable. Right. Not only for your progressiveness, but actually be accountable. And then we'll take it from, you know, and go from there. Right. Right. Um, the Standing Rock thing uh, is interesting. I think the idea behind that is to 
to impact the the corporations that are funding the pipeline and all that stuff and the and the and the bank institutions around that. I haven't seen a lot of a lot of detail on it yet. That's the one thing that I haven't seen that I want to see more of. I want to see more details lined up like don't go to this bank or right. there's you know, a like there's a website, right? Is there It's injusticeboycott.com. Okay. Um yeah. and on there when when you sign up, I actually got an email right before we started tonight. Um but Apparently, there's going to be a whole bunch of actions. So, and it's going to, and, and this first phase is leading all the way up to Martin Luther King Day. Yep, but I did che- read that. Yep. But check out, check out, check it out. It's uh, good to get good to get involved, at least be knowledgeable of it. So, did you guys have anything on that spools? Did, did you did you were you aware of it as well? No, nah, I kind of skimmed it? over it. Uh, Loan uh, had pretty much shared it with all of us. Right. I skimmed over it a little bit, but I didn't didn't dive into it all the way. Uh, but like you said, um, it kind of goes in like phases, phases one, yep. two, three. Um, it seems like it's pretty legit, so I, I'll, I'll take another look at it and see how I feel about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to look deeper into it, but it sounds cool. I, the idea of boycotting is very interesting to me, and it's a really, really strong way. Yeah. To uh, just wait, <laughs> but the negative part of me is like. What are they? Who's going to complain about boycotting now? You know what I mean? Like, oh God, they shouldn't be boycotting. God Tommy Lauren. Yeah, exactly. She said it was wow. wild. This is the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like she's always like mega intense about. She's so intense, like man. and like just ugh. hate. It's like just just, just take it easy, man. It's like, like hate we all get psyched bleeding up. out of her pores. Man. Like, she's upset. Shout out to Lone and Spools with the Super accuracy upset. there. I like that accuracy. I thought I was watching uh the Sly Fox. I see you right there. Shout out to my man Marcus Moore. Sly Fox, you know he, what I'm talking about. It's my uh, a good thing to 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 make note when you were talking about boycotting. This is not intended to be like a 365 day boycott or a 20 day boycott. This is right. intended to go on until shit changes. Shit changes. I, think that's I, a I like idea. that part of it though. It's so, like the retention piece. Like keep. I'm just waiting for him to come out and say like, you can't have Campbell's soup. I'll be like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. So, but. What I'm curious to know is um, how they're going to tie certain companies to certain things. Money, inter- money, in- money interests. Money yeah. interests to having some sort of impact or, effect or direct effect or change on, on just, you know what that I mean? That kind of right. goes back to uh, that show, The 13th, where they kind of yep. laid out different corporations that were funding mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Right. That we're not aware but of. It's tough for us to. Well, maybe that. So it's going to be like, be ready to boycott Walmart, man. Right, right, right. Hey, fuck for Walmart. Real. Yep. And you know, major. I mean, these maybe are Target. You know what I mean? Major. Maybe like, yeah, they're major players. I rock with all these, man. Gilden. Shout out I, to Aldi's. I fuck with the I fuck with the dollar <laughs> store real Gildan. heavy. We, yeah, we I mess with all these. I mess dollar with General, uh, man. If, if Dollar General comes up on that list, man, <laughs> I mess with I'm Fresh fucked. Time. <laughs> hey, Dollar General, low key. Dude, I'm a it's Dollar a General fan. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to straight... come out and say, like, bananas. And I'm going to be like, oh, oh yeah. man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I need my potassium. Man, let's hold. Let's yeah, all these is going all organic, too. Do you see that? Yeah, I see. Nice. That. Shout out to all these, man. Stock up store. Straight yeah, up. I've been in all these with the grocery cart with the key. You got to unlock it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you put that quarter in. See, that's so smart. Yes, sir. They don't have to hire somebody to get them carts out of the I need you to talk that lot. talk about Aldi's. I you need know, you that. You get that quarter, you put it in there. You're going to take that cart back about your quarter. <laughs> about you your know what I'm quarter. saying? 
Yes. Yo, there's uh, there's one more piece I want to right. talk about <laughs> news-wise, <laughs> which was Standing Rock. I know there was a decision uh, about the water there because it's private, and I don't think they're going to drill under there for now. Is that... Is, is is it for now or is it completely? Because that's the part I was... So my understanding is that... DAPL. My understanding is that... So the veteran... Some sort of veterans organization showed up. Mm-hmm. And with, you know... I don't know if that was the reason. Obviously, um, something happened. Yep. And, and so they're not... They halted the drilling or whatever... But I think they can get around it by paying fines or something. And I heard yesterday, I haven't read into it today, uh-huh. uh, that they court, whatever company was was just going to take the fines and drill anyways. So there's that. I, there's some strong imagery. Man. I'm sure by the time that this airs, something new will pop up. Um, I'm banned on Facebook, so you know I can't see anything. Shout right out now. to Lone being a you're banned, sir. Shout out to Lone being a, uh, a, a cyber th- thug. Got Shout a three out to Lone, cyber thug. Got a three day you are banned. banned, sir. <laughs> I still got two two days and one hour left. So the countdown. Shout out to, shout out to the cyber. Is it a band? Is there a band to countdown if you try to like log in? You are for two like oh five. Yes, it literally 04, says the, oh, the, three. Yes, that's why two. I said that. Damn. It was like awesome. so. At first, it was just like I couldn't even log in, and then it was just like it let me log in, just let me see everything. Thing, mm-hmm. But I can't like anything. I can't. You just any- you just on Facebook lurking right I'm now. I'm like in jail. Yes. You know, yes. like I'm, I'm looking through the bars <laughs> right now. <laughs> just lurking. We see we see you out there lurking. Anyways, so we see Dun-dun. you out there. We see that's, you out there. That's loaded out there on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Got the jaw soundtrack. <laughs> see, and, and the reason why, and this will probably transition, I guess, into. Do we have anything else? Are we going into music? You know what? I got uh, I got some music on deck. Okay, you know, you know, so the reason why, uh huh, the reason why I was banned was because I uploaded that uh, that J Cole video. Mm, mm, mm. So I uploaded that J Cole video, False Prophets, and it was just just the first verse, and you know where he's addressing Kanye and fill in the blank. Yep. And uh, yeah, so after about a thousand views and ten thousand people reached, somebody decided to say, "Hey, this ain't yours," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." The irony in that is you were like, damn, he didn't really clear the beat with the producer. Here's the irony my, in this story. That's pretty funny. So, yeah. Um, so Joey Badass beat one. But before yep. that, it's Freddie Joe Kim. And I heard that beat before Joey used it. So right. my, I think I even put it in the post mm. and that was, I hope Freddie's getting his publishing. So yeah, I think I saw where, that. Where'd yeah. you post that? I'm bringing down the band. Okay. So my thing is, I put this video up, linked directly to the full video, right? Uh-huh. Actually, both his videos. Mm-hmm. Is Freddie getting his money? Because if you're gonna ban me, Freddie better be getting his money. Better See, I don't, I don't paper. understand the the whole. You can't share anything that you don't have anything to do with, because that's I still a, I I get it to a certain extent, but it's still giving the other person credit. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Regardless, it's damn near like free promotion exactly Ex- especially especially in this situation yeah, because agree. this is a free song yep that's not going to be on an not album, on, album. Yep. on another person's beat so even if he has this on youtube he can't collect publishing money or royalty money from it because it's illegal well so I know he did get the the green light from he uh, got it from joey from joey i don't to, know if he got it from freddie to use it but my right. thing is is like the 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he went out and rapped over this beat and he got all his publishing set up and Freddie's getting coins from it. He maybe, could. Maybe, that's very that's possible. possible. That's yeah, very, possible. very possible. He is on Dreamville. You know? Yeah, that's possible. So they're in the clouds. So that's probably, probably, possibly true. But it's just a video. And it's just, and it's leading to more, you know, it, like I said, it was a verse. It wasn't like the whole song. Mm-hmm. It was just like, here, check this out. You won't probably want to hear more of it. So Speaking of uh, false prophets. But they got me. Um, I, I I had to, if you follow me on Facebook or social media, I tend to use the Sam Cassell smiling face <laughs> like a lot, it. right? <laughs> so I use that a lot. And um, I had the Sam Cassell face when I heard this. And it's not to be a hater. It's to actually agree with what he's saying. Because when I say these things, I get stoned on Facebook. Oh, what? you hating Kanye. Oh, oh, that's all I hear. Oh, Mike Hayden. and i'm like what are y'all talking about this is one of my biggest influences but if he's putting out trash and doing stupid stuff and saying stupid stuff at concerts we have to hold him accountable spools is on team accountable (laughs) yes i am absolutely so why are you mad at me because he's putting out trash product that's not my fault you know what i'm saying Hey, man he's just he's going with the time and with the wave you know like <laughs> that's well, the logic, and it's like I want the logic. brother to get better. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, if, if you had to step away from music to get your mind right, yeah, then do that. But everything that Cole said to me was accurate. It was, Diff? and I I can say uh, I don't really. Th- I think I think Kanye is cool. I just think there's a lot of stuff he needs to kind of get off his chest and deal with. And sometimes being in public isn't the best person place to deal with that. Okay. Um, what's interesting though, remember at his concert when he was like, uh, "Jay, don't don't sing your shooters after me." Yes, yes, yes. And then Cole comes out with this verse: "Is Cole the shooter?" You mm. know what I'm saying? If you kind of look at it from that point of view, I know that's not what it means, but at the same time, well, Cole kind of snapped a little bit. I have little to say about this, but just to follow, just to on what you said, like I thought, kind of what he was talking about was an extension of this comment that Jay Z and and Biggs had made. About the old Kanye. The old Kanye, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, to me, was an extension. Like, that verse about Kanye was an extension. And it that. wasn't like he was going at him. If if it is indeed about Kanye, I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear what the whole song was about if, eventually. At some point, yeah. At some point. If. But if. <laughs> it it wasn't like real brash and brolic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. It was more like, hey, I look up to you. What are you doing? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I miss that old feeling. Right, we kind of giving you a, a pass on certain stuff, and I'm tired of giving you a pass. I need that shit back. It was right. just like he right. was addressing him, really. Right, it wasn't like he was hating on him. Right, the same way with the second verse, which was which some people say is directly referencing Wale. Okay. He started the verse with yeah, yeah. He started the verse with my friend. Yep. Like he's I'm having a conversation with my friend. Yep. Why do you feel like nobody fucks with you? You have fans. You're out here. What's the problem? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the way he went about it is tight, man. I like it. I I've agree. been a Cole fan for a minute, and I'm I'm liking that he's he's uh coming into his own. On the song, he even referenced, "I can top my last shit." Yeah. Everybody can't say that. Yeah. It's like people that's chasing. They're on like a in a, a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. They can't top their last shit. I think he believes it though. I think Cole, I think he does too. I think he genuinely believes that he can top whatever it is that he's put out. And you know the honesty of it. 
it borderline <clears throat> excuse me borderline wasn't a diss it was just an accountability record like hey I'm holding people accountable. Like these are actual facts based off conversations that we've had. Like I'm holding my guys accountable. One mm-hmm. being an uh, inspiration, one being one of my guys. Like I didn't take it as a diss. And then Wale's response I thought was dope. Yeah. Dope production. Um, his angle as well was like, I have problems. I've told you guys I have problems. I have issues. I have, I, I'm not going to say self-esteem, but to paraphrase, like he talked about his imperfections and in the midst of blacking out. And I'm like, yo, hip hop, it's coming back. Like, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. Like, it's not really, like, aggressive disc records. It's just like, okay, I'm going to throw you a jab. Like, you know, get back on your shit. Like, I think it's dope. And I think it'll help. Because I hadn't heard Wale spit like that in a while. Man, that was nice. And then they was at the game together. There you go. So See, that's cool. You know, dude, I – okay, so the on the J. Cole thing, like, I agree with Terry. Is that a check mark? Oh, man. What's that? This is the video. Uh-oh. You just lost it? <laughs> oh. Nah, you can continue. Okay, cool. So as far as J. Cole is concerned, um, I guess I've always just, I liked how in that track he, um, I don't know, he just shows that he takes hip-hop really seriously, and I like that a lot. Um, you know, him, I guess he's not like younger. How old is J. Cole? I don't think late he's quite 20s? 30 yet. Oh, well, really? Okay. Late, 28. Yeah. Yeah, he's, good, he's a good, like, He's a dope amb- ambassador, I thought he was in my opinion, for like hip hop, man. I think so. he's late twenties, late late twenties. I thought he was my 30. age. And I haven't listened to the Wale track yet, but I'd like to. But I, from what you guys are saying, I like the fact that it sounds like he's just being genuine, and I like that a lot. Lyrically, cool. lyrically genuine. Like he actually, he was blacking out, but he he held, he held himself accountable. I like like he did. I give him credit for that. Like he really did. It was dope. I like, need to check that out. Like, do y'all miss? I mean, this this ain't as in the same kind of cloth as missing the old Kanye. Okay. But do y'all miss the old Wale? Remember like the mixtape Wale before he was on Maybach Music? And a little bit. He was a beast. I never yeah. listened to him, so. Yeah. He was so nice. So you don't listen to none I mean, of his recent stuff? I, I'm one of those people that just, you know, like how Wale's always talking about how he can't get fans and stuff? Mm. Right. I'm one of them. Wow. So, so you never liked him? He's just cool. He's cool. He doesn't cool. do it. He, he, it's the same like Stolly. Like, Stolly's cool. Well, Stolly's real kind of laid back, kind of yep. just in yeah. the cut. You know what I'm saying? His album disappointed. His Ohio album disappointed me. Yeah. Because his mixtapes, Link Away Nights, um, Honest Cowboy, I believe he had a mixtape called Honest Cowboy. Those were dope. Mm-hmm. But his big release was called Ohio Hit and Miss. Hit and miss. Hmm. Some dope songs on there, but there were a couple of songs where I'm just, there's a few songs where I'm like, these shouldn't have been on here, and it hurt the project. I might have just missed the wave, though. Maybe. Maybe. I can dig that, but th- that's kind of like why I respect Cole, because I've literally been listening to Cole since like 07, 08. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen him evolve. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't say right now that his best album is one of his mixtapes. And that's what a lot of people fall into. They fall into that they're real hungry when the mixtape is out and it's popping. But as soon as they had that national release, yep. it's like they kind of lose the fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like his first national album was not my favorite by far. But he definitely kind of improved on that. He even had the song I Let Nas Down. You yep. know what I'm saying? Because he feels like he has something to prove to people. I like that a lot about him, man. Right. That's what I mean by like him taking it seriously and mm-hmm. like wanting to get better and 
improve. Like, so I, if you know, him I and like Kendrick dropped that that joint album together, man, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, because I, I think I they're on the same excited. wavelength. Here, I'll, I'll chime in this. So, I just said that Wale and Stale were kind of in the same category. How I didn't really check for them, uh, that they were cool. That's pronounced Stale. What I say? You said Stale. So Stale <laughs> and Whale. Okay. Stale we'll we'll and Wale. Him. We'll check him for that. Go ahead. Hey, Mike. Okay. So, um, J. Cole fell into that realm for me as well. Okay. I didn't really listen for him for a while until I heard, it was probably 2014 Forest Till Drive. That was probably the project that I listened to and I was like, you know. Good album. Very good. I kind of like this guy. Yeah, that's a good album. But before that, he was in the same category as the other guys to me. Really? Because, yeah, I mean, they, meaning that he's put out good music, and I've heard stuff, and I've heard verses and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, right. I've heard his production on Kendrick stuff and others. You know, I'm like, that's pretty good. Talented. Um, him and Big Crit both graduated to me. Um, I don't think Wale has. I've been a Crit fan from the jump. Yeah, live likewise. Uh, uh, King remembered in time, all the way from the beginning. Like I, I was, I, I was on Crit from the jump. Return to forever. Crit got me earlier than Cole did. Like I okay. like okay. if that makes sense, but it does. It was it was it was similar, I guess. You know, at first yeah. when it jo- dropped, you know, I remember sharing the first video. It was like I ain't shit or something mm-hmm. like that. It was over somebody else's beat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. And I remember listening to that. I was like, dope. yo. Like, yo, this is dope. And then he put out a, a few things, and I was just like, all right, that's cool. But then he, you know, I think he's got a lot of replay value, though. So Crit. I would agree. Yeah. Crit or Jekyll, yeah. Yeah. Well, both. But Yeah. yeah. I agree. Crit kind of gives you something that, you, that you're missing with that, like, soulful, down south, like, feeling, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I completely agree. Because, like, when, when the down south movement first started to me, I was on cast in A Ball MJG. Mm-hmm. No question. Suave House. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, a lot of that had feeling to it. It wasn't just like I'm out here rapping. It's like it really had feeling. Right. You right. know, remember like Goody Mob. Oh, yeah. Yep. Soul food. Real, real soul food. Real feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, like Chris says, if, if, what, what's the saying he say? If I can't feel it, then uh, it's like if it doesn't touch my soul, if it doesn't, it doesn't touch, touch my, my soul, soul, I can't yeah. feel it. Yeah. I can't feel it. Yep. And I think that's where he, he kind of comes from that realm, and that's why his sound is so like powerful to some of us. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. That's what's caught me over the years about Crit. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a big fan. Like, yeah. Um, think about he's just genuine, man. Like he's very genuine. I think that's become a very big thing for me as far as music, like. And, like, he really, like, his live shows, he's out there like, I want to be out here. Yeah. Like, he doesn't hold back. I've seen Crit twice, and both times he impressed me. Most That's, rappers don't perform. Right. Like, most rappers will just walk around sagging and have six people on stage for no reason. One's recording on the iPhone. <laughs> One just walking around sagging, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the other one's just walking around looking at the other person sagging <laughs> while he's sagging. And then there's a hype man that doesn't have any eye contact with the crowd, and he's sagging. Like, that's all you see at the shows. Hey, ain't nobody got actually goes in. He actually goes in. Not to get off topic, but nobody has a hype man like Buster Rhymes. 
Oh, yeah. Split Star is the Split man. Split Star yeah. goes in. Yeah. Like, both of them are performing the whole time. Yeah. Nice. Back and forth. I've never yeah. seen Buster Rhymes live. Man. Buster Rhymes now. <laughs> Split got bars yeah. too low key. It's real low yeah. key, but Split uh, yeah. has bars. Um, but I think one of the topics that uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, we were talking about, and I, I brought it to you guys, and you guys were like, yeah, let's talk about it, was what defines a classic album. And I argue with people all the time about what defines a classic. Uh, my guy DiCarlo, he'll, we, we, we have similar, uh, taste in music, but his brother, Corey, shout out to my man, Big Charlie. He is a dude that'll tell you Rick Ross has multiple classics or something like that, or one or two classics. Cause he likes the beats so much. Exactly. He'll fight me on that, but he really loves the production. And he flows, He's a hip hop head. He yeah. knows better. That's what frustrates like <laughs> Justice League, right? I yeah. damn near think Rick might have one classic though. Here's the thing though. That's why I brought this up because we can talk about it. Like I like I always tell Charlie, he's a hip hop head, but he knows right. better. Mm. Like I think he tries <laughs> to get my blood pressure up talking about Rick Ross all the time. Who's better than people give him credit for? Yeah. I don't think he has a classic. That's just me. I've actually been there when he's talked about Rick Ross. And I've been in these conversations. It's before. amazing. Like he really tries to get my blood pressure up talking about Rick <laughs> Ross, but we're not gonna talk about that. Shout out to Big Charlie. Anyway, what makes a classic album? That is the question. And this is so subjective because... I don't even care. I'll just throw that out there. But you, you don't, don't like Nas, so... I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get any porridge. I don't, I don't so even he doesn't care. care. I wish I had Icelander hair. Shout out, to, shout out to Lone pulling all the air out the balloon yeah. for this topic, though. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, as Everything I, saying, I do is a classic. Everything else is a <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It would be the dude that hates Nas that would just pull, <laughs> suck all the air out this topic. But what defines a classic? What makes a classic DJ Spools? Um, I think it's the like relevancy over time was, I think, the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. That you can put it in, um, I don't know, like 20 years later or whatever after it came out, and it's still jamming, man. Like really jamming. Okay. So... Stands I know that's a highly subjective, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. So to you, it stands It stands the test of time. T- stands the test of time. I don't think that's the only thing, but um, I, to me, that's a, that's a big part of it. I'd say you have to throw, like, see, things like how many albums did it sell okay. are often easy to put in conversations like this because it is one of the only quantitative things that you can actually talk about when it comes to music, right? right. Mm-hmm. Even okay. though it's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, and that's that you know that's a that's a viewpoint. You know what I mean? It is because um, popularity sells music. It does. That does doesn't have to necessarily mean. Hey, that. View, sure. View but sold what four million albums, and that's easily Drake's weakest album. So continue. Sorry. I'm saying so, but I think I think that deserves maybe sometimes to be in the in the mix of um, you know deciding factors as to if an album is a classic or not. I think okay. it, it it doesn't have again. I think it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. So stands the test of time. Maybe how many did it sell? Mm-hmm. Um, again, other like fairly subjective things like maybe how much influence did it seem to have on albums that came from others after it? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good um, point. If you can hear it, you know what I mean. If you can hear, um, you know, one group or somebody puts an album out, but you can kind of hear somebody, you know what I mean, like hints of someone else, you know. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that come to mind for me. Before we throw it to uh, the diff. Um, you have to name one classic. Just give me a classic. A classic uh, the album. first one that always just comes to mind is Illmatic, man. Mm, Illmatic. 
He don't like that. <laughs> just Dillon. always, it's the first one that always comes to mind for some he reason. He hates in that. Hip hop for me. <laughs> I can dig it. And Jay Dill, talk um, to me. I agree with with what he said, and it's all subjective. But to me, there are some formulas that have to kind of transpire in order for it to be a classic. Facts. All right, so it has to, like you said, stand the test of time. Okay. Um, and that's why I don't understand how, like, the age we live in, mm-hmm. as soon as an album drops, an hour later, somebody is on Twitter calling something talk a classic. That, talk, it's, talk, it's that, like talk. You didn't even let the album breathe yet. You did. So how do you know it's, it's a classic? The uh, term classic gets used way too liberally. Right. For sure. Like So, yeah, so. It, it has to kind of... All right, so to me, classics kind of evoked a certain mood to me. So okay. if if I feel a certain way, I might want to listen to this album because it kind of helps me through that mood. Um, hmm. Like, for example, I'll give you one that I use personally. I use Tupac, um, Me Against the World. Okay. Okay. Me Against the World. Great album. And I'm not naming that as my classic, but that is Great album, though. Right. Great album. Whenever I'm kind of in a funk, you know what I'm saying, feeling like shit's not going right, I might put on Me Against the World. Mm -hmm. It's out of my tears is on, right? Yeah, I'll get out of the way through that shit just from listening to that album. So it kind of has to, it, it has to be relevant no matter what year it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yep. um, when you think of a Michael Jackson album, yep. Mike made music to dance and feel good to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Off the Wall had Working Day and Night. Who doesn't go to work every single day and night? Yes. He put a funky beat behind it. Yep. He sang to it. He gave you that feeling. Yep. You know, when you hear that shit, when you're out, you feel that. You, know you have saying? no choice. You have no yeah, choice. Yeah, you feel it because you're living it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Another uh, classic album to me, I always kind of go back to Outkast because it's, that's my favorite group. So, um, And I'm sure that uh, – I'll say this and I'll, I'll speak more on it later. I'm sure that you can relate something in your life specifically exactly. to that album. Mm-hmm. That's why it's classic to you. To me, right. So it, it kind of goes back to that subjective yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and like a lot of this new stuff, I can't, I can, I know why it's popular, mm-hmm. but I can't really see a lot of people going back to it 10 years from now, like ready to just turn up all the time. That's Sometimes how that you, started happening a while ago, I think, in hip hop too. Yeah. I think as, as more and more music has been made, it's one might think the ratio of classics goes up as or the amount of classics goes up as the amount of music being made goes up but not i'm not really. sure that that's the Mm-mm. case man yeah I, it, I it has that. to kind of i don't know man um i don't necessarily agree or disagree with that though i but i have a different definition of classic though but you can yeah, talk. Let, let's let's get let's get uh go ahead let, finish. let's get let's get this classic first and then we can go All right, to, go so along. my classic uh from outcast is going to be AT Aliens. Man. I one like of that my, one. That's top five for me. That's a that's a, a, a huge, huge fan of that. That's my mm-hmm. favorite Outcast album. And and they like have that's Clem not even I their man. only class. I like Clem and I a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. It kind of changes with the day. Like I can literally go through their catalog 
and be in a certain mood and just listen to the whole album. That's another thing. If I can let a whole album flow, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the song you heard on the radio, the one that has a video to it, and then the other video. So you got three songs out of a 10 to 12 song project. That does not make that a classic. No, sir. If I can listen to this album from top to bottom, mm-hmm. damn near every time I turn it on, that's a classic album to me. I, I, hey, I'm biased. I love Outkast. I dearly be loving We Are Gathered. Mm. Like soap is to lather, we come clean. Man. Some issues need to be addressed like envelopes, I mean. Say that. Oh, a Liberty Bells. Like the bullet. I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> long. What Talk about to you me about the classic? Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, why don't you go? Lone doesn't hey, care. We don't have to go. To I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna doesn't. come up here. I'm gonna drop something that's completely different. <laughs> he hates Nas, so again, I mean, my my to... classics are like D. Pharrell, uh, D. Pharrell. Like shit. Yeah. Snap. Okay. So about my classics, nah, and my, my, my requirements. Done, done it all. Done, done it all. Done, done it all. Shorty Low, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Shorty Low. Okay. So for me, it's 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 not that complicated. I look at it from a producer standpoint, too. So flow is important for me. How the album is sequenced, how the songs are placed, what song is track three, what song is the outro. Track seven is always hot. Track seven is always hot. How it comes on. How does the intro come on? Does it grab me? I pay attention to that first. Then it's like, okay, is the meat and potatoes there? Mm -hmm. So for me, albums like AT Aliens is full of meat and potatoes. Like, you can't have a classic and just have 10 songs about the same shit over and over again, and there's no valleys and yep. peaks. Like, a classic has to take me somewhere. Like, those are the things that I look for. Um, lyrically, it has to be sharp. Um, the production has to be consistent. And it has to flow. Like, it can't sound like Timberland, uh, Pharrell, RZA, Just Blaze, uh, then the Neptunes with Pharrell and Chad, and it's like a sound like a gumbo pot. To me, it has to be consistent, like the vibe. I'm not saying that those producers can't, you know, channel the same vibe, but it has to have the same vibe. Only built for Cuban links all the way through. Yep, as the same yes, vibe. Sir. You know what I'm saying? Supreme so, clientele. Supreme clientele. Those are classic albums to me. Mm-hmm. So that is that's pretty much the criteria for me. It can't be gimmicky. Like, it has to take me somewhere. I have to actually feel the album. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, though, that that would be my requirements. I think an album, to me, that I would pick for a classic is uh, Comments B. I don't think there's a whack song on the album. I like that pick. The production flows. It's only 11 songs, so it's right to the point. The intro is dope. The B intro is dope. It could be the best intro. Actually, could be, it could be the two song the two albums you guys made are literally my two favorite hip hop intros, intros. To any albums yeah so I, I can keep do doing that, that like a, a book a you know what's funny though coach. <laughs> two albums <laughs> <laughs> what's funny and this is gonna show my age uh, back in the pager days mm, he had a pager I had a pager shout so, out to that sky pager were so, you a teenager? teenager I was a teenager <laughs> with a sky pager nice but nah um, my like if somebody called. My pager. Mm-hmm. The intro was "Greetings Earthlings." Wow. Also, aliens. Nice. I like that. straight up. So wow, I can dig it. But the intro is what it's called. You may die mm-hmm. to AT yep. aliens. Yeah. And then 
Then the it goes to B. It's just yeah. called intro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the B intro. And so B, like that. Yeah, awesome. B. B for me and the outro. It's your world. Like all of that in between. To me, it's flawless. Classic that album. is a flawless album. Though. There's I can't nothing front. wrong with that album at all. You nothing. can play the whole thing. Did Kanye, and then find did it forever. Produce that. He yeah. did. That's that's the old Kanye. The whole album. Ye- Jay Dilla did "It's Your World." Uh, Jay Dilla did, did no, he did so I, far to go on that. So too. far to go, so far yeah. to go. Jay Dilla did so far to go. I think he did "It's Your World," if I'm not mistaken. Nice. No. But Kanye no. was no? very instrumental. Well, who did, who in, did "It's uh, Your World"? It was all Kanye except for the one Dilla joint. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Okay, okay. And then then Kanye did "Find It Forever" too, right? The majority, if not all, he did so like eighty percent. Man, that's the yep. Kanye. That was man. So that's what people mean, like. I don't know. I don't. I won't get into all that. Maybe we can talk about Kanye again another time. But when I hear yeah. people say old Kanye, I always think people are talking about him him rhyming. No, it's a combination. Kanye, Kanye a was a producer first and foremost. And that's what I've always liked, I guess, about yeah. And Kanye you're a West. Scarface fan, so you remember yes. Guess Who's Back. Oh, yeah. That's a Kanye beat. I did know that, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, the truth, like all that. I know mm, you know the truth. I'm, the truth is my favorite Kanye West beat, period. Yeah. Hands down, just always has been, man. Because of what he sampled and all that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off, but we were talking about classics. Nah, you're and, good. Yeah. yeah, so let, let, let's talk. Uh, I'm glad, it's like, your turn. I, I, I have a very similar stance to you, uh, and I'm glad you touched on it. As a producer, I think I have a different mindset. Yep. And um, as a rhymer, I think I do as well. Yep. So first things first, an album has to flow, like you said. Production. And the flow, the delivery, yep. everything that goes out throughout it. I don't listen to to what you're saying. Probably till the third or fourth listen. Okay, I'm listening to the beat. I'm listening to the mixing. I'm listening to how how it sounds. How the how the instruments are sounding. I'm listening to all those subtleties. Yes, it is extremely hard for me to consider something a classic. Um, personally, but uh. So, but yeah, other than that, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. It After I listen to it that time and I like it to this extent, then it's like, where are the meat and potatoes? Yep. Let me go back and listen to it. And that is why Crit got me on yep. his on one of his projects because I, I my first listen, I was like, it's cool. I kept listening and then everything that he was doing, his sound started molding into his voice a little bit better. Yes. It seemed to, to reflect what he was doing. And that's as a producer, sometimes we make beats check mark sometimes we make beats to where there's maybe not a lot going on in them but right. but they're really open and they really ha- they allow the artist to really be creative there's a bed for the artist it's the yes. simplicity like there's a bed for the artist to jump into in a spit so yeah so crit got that that's neither here nor there and i don't necessarily even think that's a classic album to me but um yeah so that's where i'm going but i i will say do you have a classic album that you... Yeah, my, my classic album is Like Water for Chocolate. Oh, mm, um, mm, mm. You got two common votes right now. Hey, that my, album is crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was with him when he got that album, low-key. Or no, I got mine in Florida. You got yours. I got Black Rob that day. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, damn, what was I going to say? But it is subjective. I, I do think when we talk about classic classic albums, um, I think that we can, depending on what our ear is, mm-hmm. I think we can determine if it's a classic or if it's going to be a classic. I think some of us can. Yep. At least to us. I listened to Kendrick's To Pimp a Butterfly. That will be a classic one day. I thought it was brilliant. I think it's a classic right now. Yeah, I thought I, it was I've, gi- I've given it enough time to, I've, I've listened to it enough. 
Right. To you know, plenty get, of meat and potatoes but, in that one. But mm-hmm. I, but I, but I could listen to that two times and listen to the musicianship, listen to all those things that I listen for, and be like, that is solid in all the categories that I check off. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Blue and Exiles, Below the Heaven is a classic. Definitely. No brainer. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of modern day classics. Would you guys put the Minstrel Show as a classic? You know what? I think the Minstrel Show because it flows. I, mm. I really think the Minstrel Show could be looked at as a classic, top to bottom. The only thing that takes the Minstrel Show out of being a classic for me is the length. I think it's very long. If I'm not mistaken, there are what like fourteen, fourteen or fifteen, 15. records. That's, That's cool because thing, you can though. do it, and I give them peas, Diff, because. You can make an album that's that cold, thirteen or fourteen tracks down, and still have me. Mm-hmm. So I give him credit for that. Not to cut you off, but I think no, that's, that's where cool. you were going. Yeah, um, is that what you were? Yeah, because I mean, in the sense of something being a classic, you don't mind listening to the length of that album. Bingo. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. I'm even throwing Jay Z one in the in the ring. So the Black album to me was a classic Jay Z album. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be his last album. Right. To me, it was kind of short for it to be his last album. Right. When it went off, I was wanting more. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of, it just depends. It's all subjective. and Jay-Z, I just don't, I always go to Reasonable Doubt first. I can dig that. Blueprint is a classic to me. Yeah. yeah. He he has a handful of classic albums. Nas does too. Uh-oh. I'm sure he does to you. <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> but my favorite Nas album is I Am. But But at the same time, I don't. Are we really gonna get into Nas right now? No, I don't think I don't think they're ready for. I don't, I don't think our listeners are ready for. But the blasphemy that you say. But, but, here's, but here, this goes back into what I was saying. Okay. The first time I heard Nas was I am. So and that I, I, and I heard that. that, and I heard that, and it was like, yo, this is really dope. So I didn't necessarily track two on that album, New York, New York. Now that it's got really cool. I don't think it flows. I don't think it flows all the way through though. I think there are a few songs on there. I could probably do without, um, what's shootouts on shootouts is on, um, it was, it was written. Uh, I'm just curious. Yeah. Classic album too. It is. I agree. Only Nas head. I really know that's, uh, and I I hate giving, I can't give my man Jesse a shout. I already shouted him out once on an episode, but, uh, go go ahead and give him one more. Uh, but he's uh, the biggest Nas fan that I know, and we were in college. When, when we were in college, uh, I was walking through the village, and we met each other at the record store. It's called the Den. The record store. Record store. Record. Shout out to the Ball, Ball State University. Uh, all the education you need this year. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Jesse was coming out of the Den, and he had this big smile on his face when he looked up and saw me. We had Discman for all you young listeners out there at Discman. Oh yeah. And I looked up, and he was like, "You already know." And he had got he, he bought Streets Disciple, and we were listening. I listened to Streets Disciple all day that day, double disc. And I was like, "Yo, Nas is never gonna fall off." Like at that point, I was like, "Nas is never gonna fall off." Now he dropped a couple albums after that, you know, but Nas to me has what three classics? Two. Two at least months. it was written illmatic probably just those two would you say <laughs> oh god nah. uh do we count stillmatic as a life classic life is good as a classic life is good as I, I think it's a I, it's close 
I don't know if Stillmatic is a classic. I could. Stillmatic was was. I bought uh, that album and I didn't like it. It was a reawakening for Nas. It was like people had kind of counted Nas out, especially with Jay coming at him. So when he come out with Uh Stillmatic, it kind of was like, Nah, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? This is big. And it doesn't have to. This this is the misconception too. Real quick. Yes, sir. It does for it to be a good album. Uh It doesn't have to be a classic. You know correct. what I'm saying? That's very and I correct. think that's what some very people can I agree with that. Very good point. Mm-hmm. That's why I like Stillmatic. I just can't say it's a classic album. I can I, dig it. I can't stick it in that category because I don't like all the beats on that album. So Nas lost me a lot post. He gets this for his production. Nostradamus. Man. I mean, come on. So that was an awful album. It really was you not know, a very good album. Like, it went from Nostradamus to, the, what was the one after that? Was that Stillmatic after that? Stillmatic yeah. came after Nostradamus. Yes. See, it was, I don't, it was a few I, years in between. I don't even like the beat for one mic. Don't like one it. One mic was no. dope, though. I, like I love it. It was mic. a great song, yeah. but I did not like the beat. So when I'm sticking classic categories, I couldn't stick it in there because I, I couldn't get into can it. Can I that's interject your sure. real quick? I can, dig so it. I can dig it. I think that song, that particular song, the way he wrote it, it wasn't supposed to be about the beat. It doesn't matter. It was whack. But it oh, does man. matter, though, because if, if I don't want you to just listen to the beat nah. of what I'm performing, <laughs> I want you go. to listen to the words. Because cool. all I really need is this one mic. So I'm going to give you a real simplistic kind of cut down Phil Collins beat. And I'm going to just spit on it. Lone do, ain't going. Do it acapella. <laughs> right. Nah, if you can put drums on some shit like that. Nah, like it, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't good. And, and I feel like you can break, you can have stripped down beats yes, you like can. that, and they can be dope. And to me, that just wasn't dope. And it was, I thought it, it was. It sounded like a Queensbridge beat from something that Capone and Noriega would rap over or something. I mean, what I, happened to that boy is the easiest beat in the world. But when it come on, and Birdman hot. can't even rap. Birdman, motherfucker. <laughs> he can't even rap. guns in the bushes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what so I'm saying? Again, awesome. so, but that beat was cold. So again... It doesn't mean it's not a good song. I can't personally stick it in the classic mold because I don't like that beat. That's fair. And that's fair. That's what I do. So yeah, talk that talk. You do do that. I can dig it. That's just me it. though. That's again, it's all subjective. It's though. It is. all subjective. So that's that's my original comment. I'm gonna throw one in the hat that's fairly new okay. that I consider a classic right now. Oh, new, new or. I mean, it's this year new. A classic this year? Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear this. It's Anderson Pac. It definitely is Anderson Malibu. Pac. Malibu. Malibu. See, I just mm. took the balloons in the air and shit. Why you always do that, man? You pull the air out yeah, of they, everything. They like doing that shit. That's only the first time I've done it. <laughs> I did it to you. You did it today. You I did, did it today? No, I did, not today. I did it to you once, though. Oh, yeah, I did do it today. He did like a couple episodes back. No, it was back. about Dungeon Family. Just, you, were so, you were revving up. You were all. Yeah. Oh, about Future. <laughs> And I was like, I think everybody knew. Me. I, was yeah. like, I was like, and here's the thing about future. And here's Spools. He's a disciple of the Dungeon family. Yeah. And I'm like, what the? Man, golly. Whatever, man. But not nah, the Anderson Park album to me is a classic. I need to I listen to it a little more. I haven't. It's I need very to check it out good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I've He's heard it talented. like four times. It, like, it is really good. I just need to digest it more. I, I've, I've fallen victim this year to not being able to enjoy music as much because I've been trying to keep up with music, yes. with the blog and mm-hmm. everything else. So I haven't yes. had a, a lot of time to digest a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, I did have time to re-listen to that Aloe Black 
and Exile Project, and that is really fucking good. I need to check that um, one. I got to check that one. And Odyssey's Al Wasta joint this year is also really, really solid. Mm-hmm. It did. It's only an EP. It didn't jump out to me initially, but it grew on me. I don't think it's a classic. But he has gifted, the, uh, the good fight. The good gifted, fight. He has the uh, the instrumental project that came out this year too, right? Yeah, yeah. He, He's I dope. think he dropped it in April. Odyssey's mm-hmm. dope. Classic joints. I think the good fight would probably be in in and up there is for possible would, classics for I me. I would G for that. I, I, I would. So. I would as well. I could co-sign that. I co-sign that. Anything that I want to buy on vinyl, mostly for the most part. I can't think of any like most of the, when I think classic, I still think, you know, three feet high and rising. Old. Brought to you by. Yeah. Could you name the artist, please? Oh, De La Soul. Um, Everybody doesn't know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Everybody, yeah, everybody Three Feet High know. and Rising by De La Soul. The concept, it was just crazy. Like, it was just, I think, Dr. Octagon from Cool Keith. Right. Um, Shout out to Spools with that knowledge. Still a lot of older stuff, man. But, I don't and know. I like Below the Heavens a lot. You turned me on to that some time ago. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's Brilliant. a really, really good album, man. And that's, again, the subjectiveness of what's a classic. Mm-hmm. You know, can it marinate for that long? Definitely. Yes, sir. I think this new Scarface project... Might be there. Could t- yeah, could be. Really? Could be a classic. Yeah, like the I'm, deeply rooted album. It's from very last good. Year. It's better than good, actually. I yeah, I, I really like that. I started listening to uh, to um, Childish Gambino's latest album, and it's too early to call anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you got to let it breathe. Yeah. But it it is real funky and is not really a rap album. For him, good. Be. Like that makes me excited to want to go yeah, hear even more. It's, it's is he rapping real, at all? Barely, barely. Okay, it's, it's more so. I heard P Funk. Yeah, it's very like P Funkish. Actually, my buddy literally texted me and said that he's literally those artists. He's really, like, it reminds me of Maggot Brain from Parliament, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Prince. Yeah, nice. I've I've literally seen somebody mention that he that the album is biting classics. Really. Uh-oh. Is it is it inspired by or just Probably. literally biting? I hear. See, the thing about, okay, biting, especially right now, because nobody uses, well, I can't say nobody. A majority of artists don't use live instrumentation. Uh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? A majority, yeah. So yeah. In, in this particular album, there is a lot of live instrumentation going on in there. There's songwriting going on in there, too. Go figure. You know what I'm saying? So. Go figure. Go figure. Actually, um, actual songwriting and lyrics. Go yeah, figure. I can even throw in, it. It has uh, like a Bootsy Collins, uh, Jimi Hendrix influence to it. Okay. Awesome. I like that, though. Like I need to check those it out, inf- man. Having influences by actual artists is not a bad thing no. to me. Okay. Now, if you're directly ripping somebody off. There's such a gray, I think, for that, though, there too, is. man. People can... One person can that thinks it's just being influential might be somebody mm-hmm. else thinking that they're biting too. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I think mu- you know, as I think a lot of us think about music, like it is kind of all. T- I, I don't know. Everybody kind of feeds off it. Everybody, you know what I mean. For the most part, like no one's completely isolated from listening to a bunch of stuff. Most people aren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So whether you like it or not, people are influenced, but. Well, Some speak, people just like hating of, uh, and shit, and they'll be like, "Oh, he's biting." Da, da, da. It's like, no. It's just, let me let me say one comment, real quick. yes, sir, yes, sir, and just pose the question. Okay. Um, do with all that being said, okay. When when Robin Thicke and Pharrell got sued, Marvin Gaye, was it justified? I mean, that beat from a DJ's point of view, 
that beat sounds exactly like the Marvin Gaye joint. You know what I'm saying? Like I can literally play those side by side. They were saying that they were in different like keys, keys or melodies or something. It sounds the exact same. Like even before that lawsuit came about, I was blending those two together. I knew because they're so similar. Nice. I knew when my mom um was like, I like that I like that record. I know I don't know what they talking about and all that, but I said I knew when I heard her say that, I was like, dang. Because it literally is. She hears Marvin. Mm-hmm. She heard. She was like, "That's that. That sounds just like Marvin Gaye." I was like, "Ma, it is Marvin Gaye. Like it's literally." What song was it again? It they... was uh, oh, the original was uh, you gonna put me on spot, Spool? Sorry, I can't remember. I remember this all happening. <sighs> give it up. Oh give no, shit. Yeah. Got to give it up, Marvin Gaye. It's literally the same thing. It definitely like, is. For I Pharrell can, to I be like, we weren't, that. we weren't really trying to go that route. I'm a you can't pull the wool over my eyes, <laughs> not as a producer or you as DJs either. Like stop mm-hmm. it, that is what you guys. That was your. We intention. heard you. We heard you. Yeah, we definitely heard you. You can stop all that. All right, but um, I wondered about that. What talk, y'all thought? Talk to me about bringing down the band, man. All right, so bringing down the band uh, slash turn off bringing down the band dot com. Excuse me slash turn off your radio this week. Okay. Um, I s- told you guys last. Uh, last week's episode that uh, I didn't re-up, turn off your radio. So we've had about a week and a half full of songs. So on volume 82, I think we have uh, over 40. Nice. So we have nice. 40 songs, and there's a lot of them on here. So make sure you check that out. Um, like I said, bringingdownthebandcom slash turn off your radio. There's an app for it. Um, it's cool. called Play Moss. Nice. Um, if you Google uh, BDTB, or not, sorry, not Google, but if you search BDTB in that, you will find all of our playlists in there. And uh, not only are there songs on there, but there are also videos. So if you want to watch them, it's, you know, it's great for, you know, your drive to work or you're getting ready to go out on the weekends or the evenings or whatever you do nice. or, or just staying hip. Um, so some of the songs on this last uh, last episode were King Crooked dropped a song uh, okay. called Rebel Party. Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye, somebody, uh, an album we didn't talk about this week, but maybe we will next week, was uh, Smoke Deza and Pete Rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, we should talk about it. Yep. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Boom, bab shit. Me so too. We'll, we'll probably talk about that next week. Uh, Action Bronson dropped Muslim Wedding, his song titles. Um, J-Lib dropped a, or Stone's Throw actually dropped an unreleased J-Lib. Shouts to J-Lib. Nice. Still in the package. What's, what's up? Um, an unreleased, I think it's a remix, called The Ruckus. Um, Clint Breeze, we talked about his album last week. Very dope. There's two yes, locksmith, very, very good. Two locksmith joints on here. Shouts to G Easy and his hair. He's on here with a, a Static Selector <laughs> remix. Nice. Uh, not a fan. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm he not... was just here on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard. Was he? Yeah, with a uh, Young Water Vessel. With Young Water Vessel. Well, yeah. Young and, Water Vessel was uh, in the city. Dram and Cardi B. Man, sounds like a show I didn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to that because that's exactly how I feel. Sounds like a very entertaining show. Um, there's a Joel Ortiz, Chris Rivers song on here that dropped. Nice. Shouts nice, to Spools. Man. He's just done cuts for Chris Rivers in the past. On track back in the day, man. Got Shouts placements. Cool. There's a. There's a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk that talks. It was fun though. I liked it. There you go. Um, there's a 
there's a Dave East remix by Static Select on here. Static Select have dropped a handful of remixes recently. So slept on. He's highly check, slept I need on. To check that out. Highly I like slept that. on. I got to whisper like flex on that. He's very slept on. <laughs> we see you. We out. see you. We see you out there, Static Select. I know those guys. Static Select. <laughs> I know those guys. We hear those drums. We hear those drums out these streets. I'm out there. Can we talk about that <laughs> that Daryl Jones and uh, Marcus Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there really soon. Okay. Uh, the other other few joints I'll add, or add to this um, that I probably should mention is that Run the Jewels dropped a new single called Legend Has It. Okay. And they're dropping a new album, I believe, in January. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about J. Cole. We talked about Wale's rebuttal. Uh, Master Ace dropped a new video. Atmosphere dropped a new video. And the Snow Goons dropped a song. Do you nice. have the new uh, Scoot Dubs, 99 Bananas? Scoot Dubs, yes, which I co-produced. Actually. Look out now, yeah. talk that talk. So an engineer. Brother Aki. Yeah. I, had a, I had a hair to do with that. So. Well, you did the scratches at the I end. did the scratches at the end, okay. yep. So shouts to Scoot Dubs. Yeah, man. Cut camp. Uh, new old heads everywhere. That's what's up. We out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the album that, that uh, Jay Diff mentioned, uh, Daru Jones and Marcus Machado, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Daru is, I think it's Daru. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a drummer. I think he's nice. actually been here at the Jazz Kitchen before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They dropped a project called Pre-Game Volume 1, and it's a live band kind of interpret, interpretation of a lot of classic production. So, like, there's, sounds good. there's a Jay Dilla-inspired uh, segment, a Pete Rock one, a Mad Villain one. Nice. Um there's a Q-tip one and a handful of other stuff, but it's really dope if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, it sounds so. really good. Well, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of inspired, tell us. Uh, I I also have been inspired. Okay, and I've been inspired because my EP will drop tomorrow. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bong bong, bong bong. Via bringingdowntheband.com. Yes, uh, and no e- cosign. And no cosign. Uh, it is entitled Random Beats. So there are tributes on there to Jay Dilla, Pete Rock, uh, DJ Quick, DJ Battle Cat. You know, these are all dudes that influenced me. So L. Brown shot on there, too. Yeah, my guy L. Brown. And his I organs. Bor- I borrowed some organs from L. Brown on there. Shout out to my dude. Nice. Um, there's also a video that will be released for a record called End of Summer, Sick. shot by my man Michael Anthony from Red August. Shout, Shout to Mike. To Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike is my dude. Uh, when's, the, when's that drop in the video? That will drop uh, simultaneously, sir. Okay, together, cool. right on. And uh, you'll awesome. be able you'll be able to see all that on my website. It's going to drop as well. And uh, shout out to the uh, lovely uh, Laura Gonzalez. She was the model for the video. She uh, looked out, and uh, I'm excited, man. I think people will like it. It's EP nine records. Um, nice. Records. I'd love to hear records. Nine records. So I'd love to get that feedback. But uh, that yeah. uh, that joint on there, Dub and uh, Boogs Groove. Yes, is, is that one that mysteriously that didn't make uh, the yes. classic Enterprise yes. by chance? There's a there's a song. Uh, it's called So High, and uh, that actually was a record that my guy DiCarlo rapped over long time ago. I still got I heard that. he got a classic album that, that nobody that knows about. Heard I heard that nobody like a knows few about. Times. Yeah, so you um, know I put some Laurie seasoning on it. Uh, yes. Brought it back to 2016. Was that was that the one that you rapped on? Negative. I have that. Don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't rap. I haven't for years, and I never will again. 
Uh, Yo, shout out to No Bad Ideas. I, what is the name of this hat? I think, did you look it the, up? Uh, Escobar. Escobar Snapback. The Escobar Snapback. From the Legacy Collection, I believe, didn't you say? With the, it's yeah, the denim the denim brim. What did I call it earlier? It's, a, G, it's a jean brim. <laughs> the jean brim. <laughs> It's the nice. Be- it's got the like be- the beauty in loan holding the Escobar <laughs> holding the Escobar hat. I think is just amazing. Was, I love it, especially with the Gene Bill. Man, the Gene yeah. Bill is what sets it off. He mm-hmm. hates Escobar. <laughs> nah. Uh, uh, any events coming up? Did you guys know about? I know the dojo. Yeah. Dojo is on the sixteenth. Shouts to uh, Theon. Okay. Um, yeah. I got a Lope's Lupe up, right? is on Thursday. What's that? Lupe Fiasco. Lupe okay. is so today. So today, yeah. Tonight. Uh, Lupe is at the Vogue. Uh, December 17th is Lo-Fi Social, so make sure you check that out. I'll be pubbing it more once I'm not banned on Facebook. Nice. Facebook goon. Shout <laughs> out to Lone. Awesome. Taking <laughs> shots. <laughs> it's gangster. Anybody yeah. else have anything? No. Nope. I just, do not. Uh, Printfinity. Y'all need shirts, uh, promotional materials, whatever. Holler at me. I like right. it. I yes, like sir. it. Talk that talk, Dev. Talk that talk. <laughs> Print Finney need no vowels. That's right. No vowels. Who because needs a vowel? You know why? Because there's no I. <laughs> it's all about in, you. In print. In print Finney. I can Finney. dig it. I can yes. dig it. We are the new old heads brought to you by bringingdowntheband.com. No bad ideas in Coleman Dental. I am Major 7 for DJ Spools, Longevity, and DJ J. Diff. We will see you next week. We appreciate the support. Peace. Peace. Bong, bong. Bong. Bong.